Hey everybody and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lilith. And today we are going to be talking about the spiciest of wolves. And yes, I absolutely love that the like official English website for Spice and Wolf, as you may have guessed as a topic of today, is uh, www.spicywolf.com. That's awesome. All right, so Spice and Wolf, one of the big ones, one of yeah, yeah, one of my favorite shows ever, ever, ever. Uh, it's probably also one of the the patron saints of no season three. Still waiting. It's been thirteen, twelve years, twelve years. Because second season came out in what was it, summer 20, 2009. Yeah, summer 2009. But first season was by Studio Imagine of no particular fame. I mean that truly. They I don't I don't recognize a single th- a single thing on their list of works that they've done. And Spice and Wolf was the last thing they worked on. They went out with a bang. Uh, apparently. And then the second season was with Brains Base and Marvy Jack. Marvy Jack, they did Spice and Wolf, and then they've done like two other things since. <laughs> In the, like, again, 12 years since, they've done two other things. One one thing on their own as a manga adaptation, and then one thing with Studio Dean. That's not important. They're not important. Uh, Brains Base, as you might know, uh, they're they're a pretty good studio. I mean, they did uh, Bacano and Dorarararara that one, <laughs> and uh, Natsume's Book of Friends, Inspector. They're doing Two Year Eternity this season, so you know. A few, a few good things. Just a few. Yeah, just a few. Just you know, just, just a, a handful. <laughs> just you know, a couple of handfuls. A decent amount. Yeah, a decent amount. Spiced Wolf has one of the better dubs, actually, especially for two thousand eight. Uh, I'm saying that because you know it takes a few episodes to get comfortable. Uh, but they they get into it and they give a very good performance. Uh, I'm saying that because for a, you know, show set in like a fantasy world, you'd expect them to either just use modern English or completely butchered, out of place, quasi-Elizabethan, whatever picked up from like 50 different style guides spanning like 30 centuries they because they avoid that it's also one of the reasons why i actually prefer the dub to the sub in this specific scenario because they use modern english but they take out like almost all the contractions it's very formal they use like some more antiquated word choices 
And then for Holo, she speaks in a very deliberate manner. She never, you know, she's old, but she never... If you've ever seen just, like, a terrible, like, period piece, you know what I'm talking about. I'm saying that because... Uh, one of the books that inspired the Spice and Wolf Light novel was this manga called Sakuron, which is about a word I'm not even going to try pronouncing. <laughs> Some sort of, like, high-class Edo period courtesan. And that style of speech pattern is what inspired Holo's speech pattern. In the in the in the light novel and then manga and then uh, anime, so I have no idea what that is. I would never pick up on that nuance, but they did a very good job of translating it into English with the dub, is what I'm saying. More in the background of Spice and Wolf. So I already said it was fired by a monk called Sakuron, but it was also inspired by. A book called Golden Spices, another book called Golden Bow, which are the first one of those golden gold and spices is just about economics in the Renaissance era. And Golden Bow is just a book of myths and legends from around the world. I've not read either of these. I th these are from the author uh, with an interview with him. I did not interview him. I w would that I could. No, but according to the to the author himself, directly quoting directly from God here. Those two those two books. Because he wanted to write a book, he'd been he'd never written something proper before, as he would more or less put it. And he wanted to write a sort of, you know, historical adventure thing but he's like you know what Japanese history you know like the Japanese medieval-ish period you know the Edo period or whatever it's not that interesting you know it's not you know knights and dragons and castles kind of interesting so he went with a medieval European style fantasy world but it's not it's not the Hollywood version of medieval. It's not Europe. It is. It is. It, it is its own fantasy world. But it's it's heavily inspired by real life uh, things, down to the food that the characters eat being period accurate. It is very, it's very well researched. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm not an economist, but I do play one on this show. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the economics, the, the business depictions in this are top notch as well. I've been told that they, there, there's a harvest festival in one of the arcs, and one of the books. And I've been told that that is a 
almost perfectly accurate representation of a uh, German or French harvest festival of the period. So, you know, fairly well researched. They also take the piss out of gold coins. When I say that, I mean they take the piss out of people using gold coins for everything. This, like, this pisses me off, especially in, like, Skyrim or something, when you'll literally be paying for your groceries It's like, 50 gold coins. Gold is expensive. <laughs> they explicitly refer to, like, buying normal, everyday goods with gold coins as being, like, attempting to swat a fly with a sledgehammer. <laughs> for context, a medieval laborer around say 1300 in real life might earn two pounds a year which would come out to two a pound depending on period and everything all that would be a gold coin so a laborer would earn two gold coins a year so you know you're spending like six months salary on clothes bit overkill and no one has changed for that either if i remember correctly at least from when we watched the anime together yes the there was a whole subplot in either one episode or multiple episodes about uh like the valuation of the currency they used in setting yes like the exact uh Right now, this is me just clumsily trying to explain the background of this. Okay, that's fair. Um, this is the background. Yes, uh, we watched this together. Well, I'd, I'd always seen Spice and Wolf like mentioned here and there. And that's that made it stick in my brain as, oh, people talk about Spice and Wolf. That obviously means that it's good, right? And so just in my mind, I'm like, Spice and Wolf equals good. Have to watch it at some point. I, I I vaguely recall trying to watch it many, many years ago. So long ago that it was on Netflix streaming. And first mistake number one was I I start watching it. And it's it's the sub, not the dub. This is before Netflix put their subtitles over everything, so it still had the old mustard yellow subtitles. And they only had season two. So, it starts in season two, so I have no idea what's going on. They're talking a language I can't speak. I don't know who any of these characters are. I think I made it five, ten minutes before I'm like, you know what? I don't know what this is. Fast forward years later. Specifically to August 17th, 2018. Because I, I have the chat logs. When I got the DVD of the first season. Again, from Netflix. And I just showed up at your house. I'm like, hey, let's watch this. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> we binged the whole first season in one day. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. I will say, I think Eli enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Oh, almost certainly. Because <laughs> I certainly, I do think Spice and Wolf is a very good show. It's very, very good. 
but I I do have other things that I like more <laughs> that require less uh, knowledge of economics. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Spice and Wolf is not a show for everyone. It's actually very. It's a very approachable in terms of its usage of economics. And I say economics. Technically, I'm being correct in using that term as liberally as I have been, which is the best kind of correct. But <laughs> at, there are there are various points when I could probably use business economics or finance more specifically to be more accurate. I'm not going to use those words to be more accurate. So we binge watched the whole thing, and then I went. I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the. I wanted to watch the second season, but they didn't have the DVDs on Netflix, for some ungodly reason. So we tried looking on Crunchyroll, but they only had the sub, and I have a very strict rule, more or less. I will watch a dub of something all the way through. I watch the sub of something all the way through. I will not switch between them. Not like not 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 halfway through. So that was out. Uh That and the Crunchyroll, at least at the time we tried watching it. I don't know if this is us being stupid. They uh they actually don't have the interquel. Or they didn't have the interquel, at least. I have not watched Spice and Wolf on Crunchyroll ever, so I wouldn't know. But the the interquel episode, which is not, well, it's kind of important, but it's not like important, important, but it's kind of important. That's the episode with Ceiling Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent a picture to you just today of Holo hanging upside down. <laughs> And just staring at Lawrence as he sleeps. But, yeah, so the author, he wanted to write a detailed sort of, you know, a... He'd always sort of been a writer. Uh, complains about... Well, I don't know if complains is the right word, but how... Writers in Japan don't really focus on writing when they're in school. They only start like becoming like serious into writing like outside of school. But so he he just he he he'd written a few things, never got anything published. He mentions fan fiction at one point. But yeah, he just he he was inspired by the books he read to write a story, like kind of flashy, kind of showy, you know, adventure, excitement. And he did that. <laughs> he wrote 17 volumes. Oh, Spice and Wolf proper is 17 volumes. Uh, he wrote the whole thing in all, all 17 in five years. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> of course, these are light novels we're talking about. These are light novels. Yes, and he, he also talks about how the gap between a light novel and proper novel has been shrinking. But so these these are more classical light novels. I don't know the difference, but uh I'm sure someone out there does. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious it's just a lighter novel, so it's yes, probably it's li- significantly shorter. Still 17 volumes. Yes. 
plus the epilogue volumes, which there are five of. Isn't that just five more volumes of story, though? Basically, yes. And then there's also the sequel, which is currently sitting at five volumes. So this was a very... The, the, the light novel started publishing in 2006. The anime came out in 2008. So they, they like, ran and got out two seasons in 08 and 09. And then two years later, the series was finished. Season three, when? Season three, when? This is also the guy who wrote World and Economica. What the heck is that? It's a kinetic novel. I wish I had a way to explain it to you. It's been on my list. Did I say it was a kinetic novel? Yes. Okay, it's that. Uh, it's been on my list. Is that like... Did not... What's What's the difference between like that and a visual novel? I assume it's like a visual novel. The difference between a visual novel and a kinetic novel is that a kinetic novel has zero like actual anything close to gameplay or multiple paths a, a kinetic novel is literally just a book but you buy it at like a video game store <laughs> that's really weird i mean it's cool i gotta finish planetarian before i before i start on world and economica fair enough but uh apparently economics has a it it, it, it it's clearly one of his many passions but that, that's that's enough about the background of this show. On to the show proper. Do you want to mention the director before you get into talking about the show itself? I, I looked up the director because I'm like, what else has this person done? And the answer is piss all. Like, he, the only things he's done that I recognize aren't things that you would want to be recognized for. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Like, Citrus, or, uh, Sora, whatever the thing, Yoka, what? Yosuga no Sora? That one. Yeah. That. Yeah, the <laughs> the one that I refer to as the incest show that we tried to watch that one time. Because we're like, ah, oh, how bad could it be? I think the biggest sin of that show was how boring it was. Seriously. I don't want to just, like, drop on the guy and be like, oh, this guy, you know, only made one good thing. Because pretty much everything on his list that I saw him as being, like, a director credit on were, like, adaptations. So it's entirely possible and probable that he's just working with shit source material. But then I feel like at that point, maybe you should, like, learn to pick your projects better. Well, I mean, it's not like the director of series actually has a lot of control over what they also end up fair, directing. But... I mean, they could, but a lot of anime is ordered by production, uh, production studios, production houses, whatever. People other than the people who are actually making the anime. Yes. I don't know if that was as true in 2007, 2008, but it probably was. In any case... Onto the show proper. Uh, both seasons have 
amazing openings and endings of songs. Fantastic. Normally, I tend to complain a lot. Uh, usually when switching from the, the season one opening to the season two opening. Not with Spice and Wolf. They're both good. But, uh, if you've made it this far in and are wondering what the hell is Spice and Wolf, <laughs> other than just a show about uh, traveling merchants in the medieval in a medieval fantasy world, that's basically it. So, Craft Lawrence. Guy by the name of Craft Lawrence. He's a, he's a traveling merchant. Goes around buying and selling things. I don't know how else to describe the job of a traveling merchant to you. But one day, he encounters a girl with a tail and, and uh, wolf ears. She who claims to be the, the wise wolf Holo, the deity, or the harvest deity of the land that he is currently in. And she asks him to take her back to her homeland from whence she came. This, this sparks them off on an epic adventure through strange lands and stranger markets. That's 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 the, the elevator pitch I'd give to you about watching the show anyway. Uh the anime adapts four volumes of the of the light novel. First, second, third, and fifth. Don't know what happened in the fourth. The first arc is as uh my companion Lilith mentioned, all about a issue with currency debasement. Because back when your coins are made out of precious metals, changing the amount of precious metals in them is basically the only way to print more currency. And that can have all sorts of fun effects on your economy. <laughs> then there's the arc where... Lawrence loses it all, basically, on a very, very bad bet, or very, very bad trade. They have to resort to some interesting methods involving sheep and gold, and gold in sheep, to uh, make up the difference. Season 2 has... I, when I first watched it, I thought that season two's arcs were longer than season one. No, they're about the same length. I guess they just sort of felt longer. First arc, aside from the Interpol episode that has Holo getting blackout wasted while she's sick, and what could only be described as a 320 IQ maneuver. When Holo and Lawrence have a minor disagreement and I say minor because it is minor uh first arc of season 2 is probably one we talk about the most here because that's the one with Amarty and anyone who's watched Spice and Wolf probably just involuntarily clenched something <laughs> because this blonde little shit he's awful no one likes him he's not even really that bad so much as he's a total jackass. I mean, strictly speaking, there are there are worse people in the world. But Holo, as a 
pagan wolf deity uh, has to hide her appearance because they are in lands controlled by the totally not the Catholic Church. So in this instance, she's masquerading as a nun. And to explain why a nun is traveling with a traveling merchant, they concoct some story about how, oh, she like owes him a ton of money for a reason. So she's traveling with him to pay off the debt by like blessing him with the powers of God. Mario takes one look at her, decides, my God, she's beautiful. I shall have her as my wife. So he goes to Lawrence, like, all right, I will give you all the money she owes you or that you've claimed that she owes you. And then you will agree to let me propose to her. So Lawrence is like, all right, bet. <laughs> Takes the money. <laughs> goes to Holo like, hey, Holo, this dude basically tried to buy you. She's like, are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious when I say no. <laughs> but uh, then Lawrence and Holo have a mi relatively minor disagreement. I mean, like most minor disagreements, it seems a lot worse at the time. But this causes long to go, oh my god, would Holo be the type of person to say yes out of spite? Oh shit, I'm gonna have to do something about this, aren't I? <laughs> this ends with some sort of convoluted plan that basically... I want you to imagine the sort of people who flirt with each other by crashing commodity market bubbles for funsies. That's Holo and Lawrence. Because at the end of this, her whole reaction is basically, Did you really think I was going to go with this blonde little shit? <laughs> so, they, 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 the, 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 that arc ends as it should be. With a Marty completely ruined and penniless, and Holo and Lawrence laughing their way to the bank. And also having resolved their minor disagreement. As you... Well, as you may have gathered, I actually don't think I've implied this at all. Uh, this is a... This is a love story. Uh, in between all the shrewd dealing and wheeling and pagan wolf deity and dealing with the catholic church trying to launch pogroms against all the pagans out there uh this is a love story between holo and lawrence and the second arc of season two deals very much more heavily with that with I barely remember, like, the main plot of that arc uh, had something to do with them working with someone who was trying to fuck over the church. Except that wasn't even her plan. It was just sort of, she had a plan to make a ton of money that would have come at the expense of fucking over the church, and she didn't care. And Lawrence is like, you're going to screw over the Catholic Church to make a buck. And she's like, yeah. So, one of the big things about Holo is, well, you know, she's a 
multi-century old deity. And even that's a guess. Because Holo's kind of old to the point where she can't remember how old she is. She vaguely recalls having, like, had epic adventures with other people in the past. But, again, she's so old, it's just like, oh yeah, like, I remember that, you know, great wandering hero. He was an asshole, I bit him on the ass, literally. <laughs> but so Holo's cripplingly alone. And to start with, you know, she she's happy to be traveling with Florence, like, yeah, you know, he's a nice guy, you know, we can have fun together, and then uh, one day we will part. And that will be an, an epic memory for me to have. Until whatever happens next. But as their relationship develops, it's to the point where she realizes, like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to watch him die. Again. Not, not him specifically again, but oh, I'm gonna have to watch someone I love die. Again. I can deal with that. And that's... <sighs> How do I put this? Holo is no stranger to death. She's, she's seen and watched entire generations of people come and go under her watch. Lawrence dying in and of itself, would not be the end of the world. But... It's not just that she likes Lawrence, it's the fact that Lawrence likes her in return. And that's something she can't really bring herself to watch go away. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. So... Oh, the, the 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 B plot. I say B plot. I mean, it's the main overarching thing throughout the series, more or less. Of the second arc is Holo coming to terms, more or less, with this, and she straight up tries to to leave Lord. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna we're gonna engage in this this crazy plan with this crazy smuggler lady." Make a ton of money. Lawrence is gonna have you know enough money to start his dream business, and then I get to leave, knowing you know taking comfort in the fact that Lawrence is gonna have you know all everything he ever could have wanted, and then I'll go off and presumably go be alone for the rest of eternity somewhere. Lawrence ain't having none of that. <laughs> so the the last arc. Just ends with them kind of be like, alright, so... After coming to terms with that, it's... Alright, so... We're together. We are... Kinda broke. What do we do now? And then it just ends. They, they literally ended right before... In the light novel, a major arc would start. So you are quite literally left hanging... With just a sense of, we're about to go and do some stuff now. We're not quite sure what, but, you know, we'll figure it out when we get there. 
the the light novel is absolutely something I want to read. I suppose Spice and Wolf. Here here's probably the biggest mark of Spice and Wolf is that to this day, not only are people asking for a season three, but you know how a lot of adaptations are made more or less just as an advertisement for the source material? I think we've mentioned that a few times on the podcast. We have, yes. Just, I feel like I have to, you know, bring it up again. It's still accomplishing that accomplishing that goal. People are still buying the light novels because of the Spice and Wolf anime. And apparently the light novels are just as good. I, I've been meaning to buy them, but I can't. I don't have money to drop on 22 light novels at once. That's fair. I mentioned this a long time ago. Not a long time ago. I don't remember how long ago. My memory is that of a goldfish. But I mentioned a long time ago when I was ranting about seasonal slice of lifes. And I'm like, what sort of long-lasting impact is, are some of these shows going to actually have? Spice and Wolf still has an extremely active community. Uh, like People are still talking and enjoying Spice and Wolf to this day. How many years ago was it? Was it two years ago now? There was, you know, that big waifu war. Yes. I actually think it was last year. Holo made it to the semifinals, the finals. There was like, it was like the it was like the second or third to last bracket, and Holo was still up there. I think it was final four. Final four of that big waifu war. She did end up losing, but... Yeah, she did end up losing, because she's from a show that hasn't had an entry for 11 years, up against freaking Kaguya-sama, which had almost all of its characters make it to the finals, or the semifinals. Uh, yep. Yeah. That is accurate. But hey, still, everybody was talking about, like, how, how much staying power Holo had during that entire thing, and... Possibly just how dedicated the Spice and Wolf fandom is, though. It is dedicated. It's incredibly dedicated because it is. There, there are. I have not. I've. Ba I basically summed up in five minutes each, or less, the last the the two arcs of season two, because there's no way I can describe Spice and Wolf in any way that does that does it justice. There's no action. There's no great big epic fights. In fact, in that interview I read with the author, he I I'm, I swear he was taking shots fired at somebody because he said, you know, one of the, you know, one of the things he liked about having worked on Spice and Wolf that it went pretty much how he wanted it to, it story wise from beginning to end, and it didn't suddenly turn into a battle manga. It is a show that's entirely driven by its plot and its characters. And it has gone for last entry was eleven. There was a, there was a VR game that they made a couple of years ago. Uh, that that it's not even like continuous with any of the books or anything. It's just a. It, it's set in the it's set in like an alternate universe. It sold gangbusters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. 
Like I remember there was a video that literally just says, I paid $690 for the ability to headpat Holo in VR. Sounds like it was worth it. Oh, absolutely worth it. She's short, she has long hair, she's mildly sundering. You know, if this was a battle manga, she'd be dangerously close to, uh... Dangerously close to a uh, Shauna clone. She would be. She actually registers on my scale. She has a Shauna coefficient. Oh, oh, oh my. But, really, I think that actually... Well, it doesn't poke a hole in my theory so much as it actually supports it in that this character archetype's more of a natural evolution that we were just eventually going to hit at some point. But that's not discussion for today. Just, again, the the staying power of Spice and Wolf. Holo and Lawrence is the mac and cheese of anime ships. It's wholesome. Everyone remembers it from their childhood. And if you're being completely honest, you'd st- you still eat it as an adult. <laughs> Makes sense. We're probably never getting a season three to Spice and Wolf. At least probably not within, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't think we're getting a season three to Spice and Wolf anytime soon. Uh, this, is, this is technically hearsay, but... You, ninety uh, percent of the internet is just hearsay. But I've heard that the the original author of the Night novels basically does not give a shit about there being another season of Spice and Wolf, which I guess makes sense because as we've discussed, they're they're still doing their job of advertising the Light novels quite perfectly well. But we're we're probably never seeing a season three. And that is absolutely tragic. Yeah. Patron saint of no season three. Do you think we'd get an adaptation of the sequel before we got an adaptation for season three? In all honesty, we might. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. We're going from mild. We're going from normal amount of spoilers to advanced level of spoilers. So I'm about, to, I'm about to give y'all an actual spoiler warning. To be fair, I do these way more often than I should, but whatever. Spoiler warning for quite possibly all of Spice and Wolf. Uh, so, simultaneously, spoiler warning and also not a spoiler at all. Uh, as you may have probably guessed with this being a love story, uh, at the end of Spice and Wolf, Holo and Lawrence have a child. And that child is the is the star of the of the sequel series, Wolf and Parchment, in which she goes off on her own epic adventure through stuff. I actually know very little about the spinoff, other than Holo and Lawrence have a kid, and that kid teams up with some other person to go and have adventure because why not from the few times you've described it to me based on your limited knowledge it's basically the same thing as spice and wolf but 
the protagonists are teenagers. Basically, yeah. Also, Lawrence runs a bathhouse, I think. Yes, yeah, that I do know. That's from and that's from the end of of the light novels, I believe. With him marrying Holo, they they finally finally settled down and finally opened that that shop that he always wanted. Although instead of a like just general store, it's more like an inn, hot spring, whatever the hell. I suppose sauna would probably be more accurate. Probably. I mean, they're in vaguely central Europe. They mention the north quite a bit, where all the pagans are. So I suppose a sauna would be perfectly normal. Probably. I do know, probably the, the, the tragic thing, as I've mentioned, with Holo not wanting to have to deal with Lawrence dying, that never gets, like, magically fixed. There's no, like, oh, we can just, like, do a magic and he'll become immortal. No, it, it, basically it ends with the straight-up knowledge that one day Lawrence is going to just die. <laughs> and, and, and Holo is just going to outlive him, and presumably everyone else. Who wants to live forever? But th they'll make the most of the they'll make the most of the time they have together. I'm sure. I mean, it's Holo and Lawrence. They they flirt by crashing markets for fun. I'm I'm sure nothing bad will happen after Lawrence's death. There will be no vengeance upon humanity, or anything like that. I mean, Holo Holo likes humanity. That's why she decided to become, like, a god in the first place. She could have just stayed at Yoit's and hung out with all her other wolf god friends. That's true. Nah, she wanted to head out and have fun with humanity because humans are just so interesting. And so weird. Mostly weird, actually. Oh yeah, two very minor things that I technically don't have to bring up again, but why not? Uh... I mentioned Holo getting sick, because she's sometimes a dumbass. Uh, she doesn't get anime girl sick. In fact, I'm pretty sure she's only bothering to even be bedridden, because... I mean, they can't leave. There's a big difference between being, you know, mildly sick and being mildly sick while on the road away from proper medical attention. That, and I'm pretty sure there was a pun... If not in the sub, then in the dub that I did not get until my second view through. In which they're buying clothes for Holo. And Lawrence mentions something about uh, how they could, they could just stick Holo in like really cheap clothes. I'm like, wait a minute. So that would make Holo a wolf in cheap clothing? Ha. Uh. <laughs> That's uh, that's basically all I got. Unless you want me to just repeat the words "I like spice and wolf" for another half hour. Why don't we end it on just uh, briefly talking about the the cover? Oh yeah, the cover. So, from all I've described to you, you you would imagine that Spice and Wolf is not a heavy fan service show, slash book slash manga and you would be correct 
unless you were the person making the cover for the American release of the light novel. In which case you would put... I don't even know what words I would use to describe that. It looks like trash, though. It's like a... It's like a normal human... It's, it's not, not like a cartoon person. It's like an actual person with just like a tail photoshopped into the background and a pouch lit up on her neck for some reason. It looks like the cover of every trashy romance novel you've ever seen, but never picked up in like a Barnes & Noble. It looks like trash. It looks like trash. And as a result, the fans basically rioted. Like, what is this? Why did you do this? Whose idea with it? Can we kill them? <laughs> so they had to rush dust jackets out to the like the stores to to put over it with the, the with the original art. And then every every printing after that is just the original Japanese art but with like the English title on it. Which is just holo, staring, vaguely smugly, directly into camera. That is significantly more representative of the uh, of the experience of reading Spice and Wolf, from what I understand. Significantly more representative, yeah. But yes, Spice and Wolf. I just really like Spice and Wolf. Can you blame me for that? Yes. I mean, everyone else likes Spice and Wolf. Both seasons have a have solid eight point and eight point beyonds. Uh, both are in the both are in like the top five hundreds in terms of popularity. Like I said, they got stay in power. People like them. But you're probably never gonna like hear someone saying, "Oh, did you watch Spice and Wolf last week?" Admittedly, mostly because it's because everyone's like, "Oh, hey, did you rewatch Spice and Wolf?" <laughs> exactly. It's mostly it's mostly just it's an old series. It's an old series. It's one of the classics. It's one of the it's one of the many classics that people are like, "Oh, like we don't need to like add, like as we, we can just assume you've watched it because it's such a classic." But I mean. Everyone has to go back and watch the classic sometime. That is very true. So yeah. If you've already watched it and there's a decent enough chance you already have, uh hope this prompted a trip down memory lane. Maybe go back and rewatch it. It's on Funimation. This is uh, this is probably actually the only reason I actually got a Funimation account to begin with. I wanted to watch season 2 of Spice and Wolf. And the only place I could find the dub for it was on Funimation. Probably because they made the dub. But. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. And yeah, if you haven't watched Spice and Wolf, I hope this uh, has given you some incentive to go check it out. And if not, that's a shame. It's such a shame. But if you do go check it out, um, you could hop in onto the Discord. And let us know how, what you thought. Yes, please do. Until next time, I have been Eli. And I have been Lilith. And this has been Anime Stroganoff. <laughs>